Okay, I have a gift for you, so wait for it. Yet, I'm excited to tell you that the doors to the House of And are officially open. So what's the House of And? Well, it's an improv-inspired, possibility-driven apparel and lifestyle brand that is on a mission to help you have more breakthrough moments in your life by opening the door to what's possible. Our merch is designed to be a daily reminder of possibility, especially when you're brave enough to bet on yourself and kick open those new doors. And because you listen to this podcast, you get 10% off. So just use yes and 10, that's yes and one zero at checkout, link in the show notes to go shopping and learn more or visit us at houseofand, H-A-U-S com for more. The door is open. Welcome to the Fear Boss Show, a show created to help you become the bravest, boldest, and most badass version of yourself yet. Now, this show is allergic to basic. It's a show that loves real talk. It's a show that will help you slay self-doubt, and it's a show designed to help you check yourself before you wreck yourself. I'm your host, Judy Holler, best-selling author, keynote speaker, improv theater junkie, and a hip-hop-loving entrepreneur. It's kind of like this. If Amy Poehler and Dr. Dre had a baby, uh, that would basically be me. I am obsessed with helping you smash comfort zones and experiment with your fears so you can get more freedom in your life personally and professionally. This podcast is going to help you do just that. So, are you ready? Let's get this Fear Party started. You are listening to The Fear Boss Show, Episode 7. This episode may contain adult content and language. Please take care while listening. Hey, hey, Fear Boss. I am so pumped to be back with you. Episode 7, Episode 7, Lucky Number seven. So you know what I'm going to do, Fear Boss? I'm going to run a little fear experiment with this episode. I had an idea for something we can do on this podcast, and I'm going to play. I'm going to test it out right now with you. So I can't wait to hear what you think about it. So make sure you holler at me on Instagram at hello at judyholler.com to tell me what you think about this. But here's the deal. So I was on a plane to Anaheim for a keynote last week when I came up with the idea for this podcast episode, and I'm thinking it's going to become a monthly series. Here's the deal. I do a lot of reading and writing and deep thinking on my planes, right? So uh, I've got no phone no distractions. It's just me and my office up in the clouds. So I live for this downtime. I get a lot of my creative work done. And there I was on a plane and I was uh, finishing my latest personal development book, a book called You Are Awesome by Neil Pasricha. I had actually just shared the keynote stage with Neil at the same event. I was the opening keynote and he was the closing. And we got to meet in person and swap books. Like he asked me to sign my book for him and I asked him to sign his book for me. And you can see our meeting on Instagram. If you scroll through my timeline, you'll be able to see the photo of Neil and I. But Neil's awesome. He's a multiple New York Times bestselling author. He has sold millions of books. So I was kind of 
fangirling and I was super pumped to meet him and really blown away uh, that he was just as pumped to be meeting me. Who freaking knew? It was quite a moment. So anyway, Neil and I were talking and in this sort of meet and greet room and our client had set it up for us and I was showing him, I was flipping through his book because I was halfway through his book at that point and I was showing him all of my notes and highlights and all the things I had marked up in the book. And you could see how happy this made him. And honestly, I feel the same way as an author. There is nothing better than seeing your book highlighted and marked up and written in and flagged and Instagrammed because the reader is super inspired and they're learning new things. So it's quite a moment. And as I was showing him all my highlights and the things I was loving about his book, he asked me what some of my favorite ideas were. And I hadn't finished his book yet, but I had two off the top of my head that I was obsessed with. And P.S. This is actually how I measure a good book. I have to get at least three big slash new ideas or else eh, it's just kind of blah for me. I I really want a book to teach me something new, share a new idea, remix something in a new way, because by the way, there are no original ideas. They're just ideas that are remixed in a new way with new stories and your perspective. I want a book to share maybe an original framework. I think immediately of Vanessa Van Edwards, her book Captivate and her conversation sparkers. I'll link to that in my show notes. And I write about her conversation sparkers and big talk in my book. And Vanessa and I have since become friends and she'll be on this podcast soon. And I'll I'll likely do a show on her book too. But I love that her book is full of these original frameworks that I could use immediately. I love when a book presents new ways of thinking about something, even if it's an idea I already know about. So Neil's book, You Are Awesome most certainly had three big ideas that I was obsessed with. So I'm going about my week and I finish off his book and then I'm, you know, on this plane to to Anaheim and it hit me. I should share the three big ideas from Neil's book on my podcast. Wait, maybe I should make it a freaking series like a regular thing where I take the badass books I'm reading and share my three favorite ideas with you and how they can specifically help you live a braver life and lead braver teams. I mean, listen, Fear Boss, I read about 40 to 50 business and personal development books a year. I know I'm an animal, but it's my obsession and it's also my job as a creative entrepreneur running as the CEO of a creative business. This is my business to write and read and It is how I stay relevant as a business owner, as a creative, and it's how I get all of my big ideas. So I was thinking, why not pay it forward? I know most of you don't read that much. I know you're reading. I know you're listening uh, to audiobooks and podcasts, which is amazing. But I know most of you don't have to read that much. So not only do you not have the time... It's also not your business. So I thought, why not create a Cliff Notes version of my favorite books customized just for the fear boss, pulling out the big ideas as it relates to courage and bossing up and mental health and mental wellness and bravery so that those ideas can help you too. So right now I'm going to call this podcast 
three ideas, and then it'll follow the title of the book I'm breaking down. But maybe I call it the cliff note. You got to tell me, talk to me on the Instagram, send me an email at hello at Judy Holler. Do you want this series? I'm going to probably do this every month. Uh, Do you want this to be called the cliff note? So that way when you're scrolling through all the podcasts, you can easily find it. Or do you think this should be three ideas? What do you think people and fear bosses like you will resonate with the most? What'll make you stop scrolling? The cliff note or three ideas and the book name? I'm leaning towards three ideas because in my mind, I'm slammed. I'm so busy like you. (laughs) So I want to know that, oh, great. I'm going to listen to this and get three ideas. Cool, cool, cool. I'll know when it stops. I know when it ends and I'll get three juicy nuggets and I won't be too overwhelmed. So I think that's the direction I'm going to go, but talk to me. I want to hear from you. So my goal of these episodes is to inspire you to pick up the book if you love what you learn in the three ideas show and to save you some time by pulling out the tools I believe will help you live a braver life. My goal is always with this podcast to take my own advice and keep experimenting. I want this podcast to evolve and be a show that keeps you on your toes. I don't want you to know what to expect. I want every episode to be a little different with some regular appearances and maybe regular episodes that you can count on. Plus, your girl here is a Gemini, and Lord knows I don't do boring or basic, and neither does a fear boss. Remember, that's one of our core values. Uh, We do not do basic, period. So let's play. I'm going to try out the Three Ideas podcast for a few months to see what happens. And if you guys love it, I'll make it a monthly feature. You'll also still get solo OG Fear Boss episodes with me. There will be guest appearances and live interviews with really amazing people. And of course, I'm going to do a monthly call-in live Q&A show with you guys. So that will still be on the docket. But I want this podcast to be a fear mixtape that is consistently and constantly DJing out fun episodes, real talk, and advice you can actually use, and of course, keep you entertained along the way. So, you ready for your boss? Let's do this. I officially welcome you to the first ever Three Ideas episode. This week, I'm flipping through the pages of a book called You Are Awesome by Neil Pasricha. I had to start here because it was my conversation with Neil about his book when I met him and spoke with him two weeks ago that inspired the idea for this podcast. Plus, my favorite three ideas from his book 100% align with loving yourself, which is our February Fear Boss theme. So here are the three best things I learned in the book called You Are Awesome. P.S. and sidebar, Fear Boss, my head totally thinks in music. It literally assigns theme songs to feelings and moments <laughs> in my life always. So you'll hear me weave music in and out of this podcast because I cannot help myself. So uh, what I want to say to you right now when I launch this new idea and this little experiment of the Three Ideas podcast is I want to go, let's go, let's go. And my theme song for that is none other than my boy. Oh, yes. Trick Daddy. This is the best pump up song of all time. You guys ready? Let's do this. I mean, that song gets me going. You know what it reminds me of? Dave Hollis, Rachel Hollis's husband. This is like his 
pump up song. And Amanda and I attended Rise Business last fall in Charleston. And that song played all the time. And it's become one of my favorites. And we're constantly saying, let's go. I think it's a hashtag I'm even using on Instagram right now. It's like, let's go. So let's go. Let's do this. Here are the three ideas that will help you get braver from the book. You are awesome. Number one, and I am obsessed with this. Now, you guys know I love my journaling. I do my I am power statement practice every morning, 10 I am power statements, because I believe what follows I am will be. Episode three digs into this idea. If you have no idea what I'm talking about in that episode, I share the three habits that have changed my life the most. But he's got a morning habit, and I love it, so I thought you would too. I think it's really important to check yourself before you wreck yourself especially in the morning. We've got to own our mornings. And there are three things that he does, three little prompts he puts in a journal or on an index card that are amazing. So here's what he says on page 183. Every morning, he has this two-minute practice. He says, every morning, I grab an index card or a journal, and I write these prompts. I will let go of dot, dot, dot. I am grateful for dot, dot, dot. I will focus on dot, dot, dot. Easy, simple, under two minutes, and it sets the tone for who you want to be, where you want to go, and what you're going to let go of, right, as you move into your day. So he says, I aim to complete these prompts every single day. So in a recent entry, he wrote this, I will let go of comparing myself to Tim Ferriss. I am grateful for the smell of wet leaves outside my front door. I will focus on editing another chapter of my book. He says, this only takes two minutes to do, and the difference in my life has been both immediate and incredible. Completing three simple sentences helps me win the morning, which helps me win the day. We are all awake for about a thousand minutes a day. That's it. So isn't it worth taking two of those minutes to help the other 998 be as good as possible? It's an incredible lever you can use to level yourself up. So what I love about this, this first sentence, I will let go of. If you're struggling with anxiety, boom, that's going to walk you into the permission you need to just let go of whatever you're holding on to. So for example, this morning I wrote, I will let go of resenting my mother. You know, I've been carrying a little bit of that lately. So you know what? Today, I'm going to let go of that. I'm going to let go of it. And then the I am grateful for, of course, gratitude is so incredible. So of course, we're grateful for our health and our family and all the things that keep us safe. But can we look for those everyday things? You know, today I am grateful for my cozy dog sitting at at my feet right now as I, I record this podcast, and he's like a little blanket. He's keeping my feet warm, right? So looking for the small everyday things is a really powerful tool. And then I will focus on, this is probably my favorite part because it's all about microdosing and fear hates when we're focused. So focusing on one thing will allow you to achieve success. We can't do hashtag all the things, but it's very sustainable to do one thing and to celebrate the fact that you actually made it happen because you made a decision to focus on it. So at the end of the day, we're going, oh my God, I actually freaking did it. Because I set the priority and I made a promise to myself to focus on A, B, C, or D today. So today I will focus on putting my phone down two hours before bed. Today I will focus on 
doing all of my accounting. Today, I will focus on recording episode seven of the podcast. So what is that one thing you can really focus on that's going to make your life easier, better, and or more productive? So revealing a little mental anxiety on a piece of paper uh, has been hugely healing for Neil. He writes about that in his book, and it's been a really cool practice for me as well. So I had to share it with you. He writes this, as crazy as it sounds, whenever we write out our little anxieties, they disappear. I will let go of. Get it out of your head and on paper. Okay, idea number two that I love, and you know me, I am obsessed with my schedule, and I use a goal-focused planner, and I'm all about uh, really protecting your time and being the boss of your schedule because you are the CEO of your own life. He writes about this idea on page 215. It's an idea called His Untouchable Days. Okay, so page 215, you can hear me flipping the page here. Here's what he writes. One way we need to get awesome is by mastering our ability to turn off the noise from everything around us in order to sit in those tiny little ponds of tranquility where our thoughts and ideas can scramble and ferment and marinate and grow. We need to find space, space where we can escape, space where we can process, and space where we can reflect, space where we can get off the deck, climb up into the captain's chair, and make sure our ship is really going the right way. How do we do it? Untouchable days. I immediately took a huge highlighter. I took a pink highlighter and circled that hugely because I loved it. I love finding time on our calendars to protect ourselves. So personally, I do a thing called Freestyle Fridays. I write about this in my book. So it doesn't mean I'm not working on Fridays. It just means I don't schedule a lot of appointments. I I really allow that day to be a big buffer for me so I can get caught up on things that may go wrong Monday through Thursday. And oh, by the way, I only take calls on Tuesdays and Thursdays between 2 and 5 Eastern so that I can protect my creative time and my strategic business time uh, during the week. So I don't want to sit on a bunch of calls all week long. So, you know, sometimes I have to make an exception to that. But most days, most weeks rather, I am taking calls Tuesdays and Thursdays and I have this day called Freestyle Fridays. So it really got me thinking about how I can level that up. So he says that his untouchable days are days when he is literally 100% unreachable in any way by anyone. So guys, this is a fear experiment, okay? Because that, even just saying that makes me scared because I think, oh my God, you know, my husband's gonna need to get a hold of me. We got all these things going on and you got kids and a family and colleagues and clients and email and your team. So here's what he says. He goes on to write this. What are the results? Well, untouchable days have become my secret weapon. To share a rough comparison, on a day when I write between meetings, I'll write about 500 words a day. But on an untouchable day, it's not unusual for me to write 5,000 words, 10 times more. Now, whether you're a writer or not, think of all the projects you need to get done, the unfinished things in your business and at work that you could bring to the finish line for your team, for your organization, if you were to protect a day to get it done. No email, no meetings, no social media, no phone calls, no conference calls. I mean, think about that. So he says that he's on a high all week because he hit that goal, which triggers dopamine and all those juicy endorphins. He says he is 10 times more productive on his untouchable days. There is a paper that was released in 2009 by the University of Minnesota by business professor 
Sophie Leroy, and it found that getting into a flow state, and I love that word flow, getting into a flow state while doing a single task enables us to be more productive than when we try to focus on multiple tasks, i.e. multitasking. So right now you're thinking, uh-uh, uh-uh, this ain't for me, must be nice for you, you run a business, you don't got a bunch of little kids running around, I get it, I hear you, let's talk about that. Neil addresses it, he's a dad, he's got, I think, three or four kids, married, the whole thing, uh, travels for a living, runs a business, got all the things going on, just like all of us. So he writes here on page 227, but what about, but, 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 you know, we gotta address the big but, but what about emergencies? Well, the short answer is that there never really are any. And the long answer is that when Leslie, his wife, asked me about emergencies, she didn't love my rant about how back in the day, nobody had cell phones and we were all unreachable, right? We used to not have cell phones and this used to be an actual thing. So he goes on to say, our culture is so oriented to worst case scenario worrying that some people can no longer imagine not tracking their children's cell phone locations or wondering how to reach a spouse if they fall off their bike. He says this, please, people need to chill. This fear-based, worry-oriented, what-if-disaster-strikes culture needs a cold bucket of ice water splashed on it real quick. Our adrenal glands are being fritzed out. We're all on high alert. But I get that we're in relationships. So when I started doing this as a compromise to my wife, I told her that when I had an untouchable day, I'd open the door of my bulletproof car for an hour at lunchtime. And what happened when I did? He came face to face with the whizzing bullets of 17 text messages, dozens of urgent sounding emails, endless robo generated alerts and feeds and precisely zero emergencies from my wife. So after a few months, we stopped doing that and I just started telling her where I'd be. That gave her peace of mind that if something happened as a last resort, she could call the place where I was working or simply drive over and find me. I have pulled off untouchable days for a couple of years now, nothing horrible ever happened, and Leslie and I have both grown more comfortable with zero contact throughout the day. So again, a really great story, an example of of how you can compromise. So maybe you begin by pausing a couple of times throughout your untouchable day until you start to realize that that's a little chaotic and it's not going to be sustainable because you will get distracted, which will interrupt your creative work. Another thing you may be thinking, but Judy, what about urgent meetings. Yeah, Neil addresses that too. He says, listen, I have someone I need to talk to every day. I have a job where it's very, very important that I'm always, always available. I get it. Uh, So he says, listen, maybe you're a doctor in the ER. Maybe you're an assistant to a boss. I hear you. The solution here is to start small. And you know, fear boss, I love this. I write about microdosing, going small. You don't need to protect a whole day. Maybe you protect the first hour of your day. That is still making you untouchable to own your morning and get your most important work done first. Maybe you try an untouchable lunch, one where you don't eat with everybody in the cafeteria and you go for a long walk. Or maybe you try an untouchable morning, which you know I love this. Regardless of your role or position, you will gain much needed perspective, finally tackle a long procrastinated project, or gain a new insight into a new way of working that convinces everybody, and I love this fear boss, that convinces everybody else that your untouchable work times are valuable too. 
So this is a total fear experiment, fear boss. So I'm going to start building untouchable days into my calendar. I'm pretty good about untouchable mornings where I'm not looking at email until noon, but I've been a little scared to literally just do an untouchable day. And I'm going to try that out, take it for a test drive and see how it works. So I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. I'll talk about it on social media. So if you do it too, please let me know and talk to me. Send me a DM, shoot me a message at hello at judyholler.com. I want to hear if you do this and more importantly, how it felt when you did it. Okay, last but not least, let's talk about idea number three, which is do it free for 10 years. I get asked all the time about speaking. How do I get my gigs? How do I build a speaking business? How do I come up with content? How did I start my business? You guys, first of all, Fear Boss, I hear you, and I will 100% be addressing all of the above. You're going to see a lot of that start getting uh, filtered into the podcast and into the content we're creating for you. We're going to be building workshops and programs and resources to help you with all of those ideas. So don't worry. I got you, and I will share my advice. I'm just working on sorting out how I want to DJ out that information to you, but it's coming, I promise. So for now, this is a brilliant answer to the question of how I get all of my speaking gigs and how I became any good as a speaker. And it would be this, do it for free a lot, and maybe even for 10 years before you start getting paid. What a lot of people don't know is that I've been speaking, oh my gosh, I did speech meets in grade school, to be honest with you, and I was a radio television major, so communications was my thing, and I was always kind of performing, but I didn't start speaking in a professional environment, really, until I would say 2008, 2009 is kind of when I started taking it seriously. And, and really developing content and starting to speak free places. So maybe it was in sales conferences. Um, maybe it was for my sales team. Maybe it was in the association I was leading in. But think about that. I started my business in 2016, like quit my job to speak professionally in 2016. And I started getting paid to speak I would say in 2013, 2014, where I would get, you know, 500, 1,000, 750, 2,000 bucks, you know, small increments of money, but I was starting to get paid. So I was taking vacation days to go do that. So the reason I share this is think about that. I have been recording videos and speaking for free since like 2000. Six, seven, eight, nine, and I started my business in 2016. So there is eight to 10 years there when I was doing it for free to figure out if I was going to be any good at this, to figure out what I wanted to say, and to actually get good and build a platform. So one day I'll dig into all the details. I have so many ideas and, and thoughts and advice around this idea of how to get better as a speaker and how to build a speaking business and really where to begin. But for now, I love this idea from Neil. He writes on page 133 this, sometimes I am doing a Q&A after a speech and someone puts their hand up and asks the question along the lines of, so congratulations on the success of Book of Awesome, which is his book. My question is this, how do I get paid millions to write about farting in elevators? <laughs> so obviously that's a joke, but the question is along the lines of saying, so you won the lottery. How do I win the lottery? And I always answer the same way. This is Neil. He's saying, I always answer the same way with a reply I stole, i.e. borrowed, from Todd Hansen, the former head writer at The Onion. He was interviewed by Mike Sachs for the book, and here's the kicker, conversations with 21 top humor writers on their craft. He said that whenever he's asked the smart-ass question – 
So how do I get a job writing jokes for money like you did? He gives a very simple answer, and it's this. Do it free for 10 years. See, we're surrounded by the tales of instant millions and lightning-fast growth and tiny startups sold to Google for billions of dollars two months after they launched. He writes, we keep clicking links promising the 7.30-second hacks to get a six-pack. And we're desperate to pull back the curtain on Oz, but what we want to find, quick fixes, easy answers, and shortcuts, isn't there. We just don't want to hear that some things just take time. They take time, fear boss. They take lots of failure, lots of loss, lots of experience. So ask yourself, am I gaining experience? You know, fear boss, what is your plan for personal development? And are you out there trying and failing enough? You've got to do it free for a long time before you get any good and anyone writes you a check, right? Because you've got to get good in order to earn that platform. You know, will these experiences that you're out there doing, will all of the things that you're out there trying help you achieve your goal? And can you stay on the path for a while? Because everything comes with a shit sandwich, right? Nothing is perfect. And that's a Mark Manson uh, idea from his book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, which is incredible. If you haven't read it, I'll link up to it in the show notes. But sometimes the answer will be no to those questions. Maybe you're not gaining experience and the things you're doing aren't helping you. And maybe it's a path that you really shouldn't be on and you're trying to force something that's not working. But sometimes the answer will be yes. And the answers will help point out the fact that you are learning, you're out there doing things and you may be failing, but you're moving and it's all about momentum and action. So no matter what it is that you want to do, speak, write, start a business, become a fashion blogger, become a coach, become a fitness trainer and instructor, get out there and start doing it for free. Raise your hand, ask to get the experience and put yourself into the arena and you're going to have to be prepared to not get paid for it for a while so that you can develop a skill set and earn the paycheck that will eventually come once you get good at the craft. But first, you got to decide if it's something you really want to do and if it's a skill and a strength you should go all in on. So Fear Boss, there you have it, the three big ideas from the Book of Awesome that I am geeking out over. His daily journaling practice, today I will let go of, I am grateful for, today I will focus on, number two, having untouchable days, and number three, doing it for free for 10 years, right? So it's this idea of putting in the work. So Fear Boss, if you dug this episode, the three ideas, fear experiment episode, don't forget to throw your love my way in the reviews. Have you reviewed this podcast? If you subscribed on iTunes, please, please, please give us some love. You have no idea how much it means. I get so many DMs on Instagram that tell me how much they love the podcast. Can you just copy and paste that DM and throw it, copy and paste it and put it into the, the comments section on, on iTunes? Because they do no good sitting in my DM. I mean, they make me smile and they make me love you. And it, it sort certainly inspires me. But oh my God, copy and paste that and tell me that in iTunes and review the podcast and let us know how you're loving it so that we can get this podcast out to other fear bosses like you. Also, talk to me, share your show ideas, questions, and inspiration with me. You can email me at hello at Judy Holler. That's J-U-D-I. H-O-L-L-E-R dot com or send a message to me on any of the social. I want to hear from you because guess what? The show is for you. 
as always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on the show. In the meantime, stay brave and keep experimenting with your fear. Well, hi there. It's me again. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so damn glad you're here. And if you loved this episode, which I hope you did, my hand is on my heart. Please don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you're feeling a little extra boss today, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a review on iTunes so more fear bosses like you can find this podcast. And better yet, share this podcast with the fear boss you love and encourage them to listen. For more on me, my work, and my keynotes, you can visit me at judyholler.com, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R.com to learn more. And this is also where you can sign up for my newsletter. It's called The Fear Boss 5, and it comes out every Friday where I share five things I'm loving, learning, and reading. It's one of my favorite things to do. And if you love this podcast, you're going to love the newsletter, and you can sign up right there on my website. My book is available at most of your favorite book retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, airports, all the things. So search me up on Google or type Judy Holler into Amazon and grab your copy. Last but not least, you can always come hang out with me on the social media. Instagram is my favorite place to be. I'm on Instagram at Judy Holler, J-U-D-I-H-O-L-L-E-R. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash fears, my homeboy, and Twitter as well at Judy Holler. Until next time, Fear Boss, keep experimenting with your fear and stay brave.